0: Hey, what's going on everybody? It's Ray Route here. Welcome to Last Call with Ray Route. It is Wednesday, October the 27th, 2021, and this is episode number three of the new podcast. Listen, last night was by far the worst episode of any podcast that I had ever done in my entire life. Like, thank God Lawrence came in and at least saved the Patreon content because I'm not sure what the hell I was doing last night, but I'm back tonight. I'm ready to bounce back and hopefully... I'm hopefully ready to put on a better show. So I apologize to everybody that was forced and subjected to listen to that nonsense last night. Before I start, though, I got to tell you that last call with Ray route is brought to you by symbol. If you've thought about investing in the stock market, but you're worried about making an investment because you don't know enough about investing or perhaps you're just not ready to put your money into crypto. Why not invest into something you know all about, and that is the sports market. Symbol brilliantly combines sports betting and investments all in one place. On Symbol, you can invest in your favorite teams like the New England Patriots. You can take a long-term investment on a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars, or you can show your support. You can show your support, you can sh- <laughs> you can show your sports know-how by buying, trading and selling shares in all of your favorite college, NFL, Major League Baseball and NBA teams. You can earn money on every win. You can invest in the season or out of season. It's up to you. Buy small, sell big. This is not some week-by-week gambling site where you drop one wager on one game. This is your chance to be in it for the long haul. Be cautious, be aggressive, be a homer. It doesn't matter. Symbol is there to help you find value and try to make you money. Now, Symbol is offering an absolutely crazy promotion that I think they're just insane for offering. However, click the link that I've left in the description. Use the promo code DPN and symbol will allow you to make a completely risk free deposit up to $500. Use that promo code DPN and your deposit will be risk free for 90 days. Meaning if you lose money, you don't like the market, whatever reason you can withdraw your entire initial investment, no matter what. So go check out what I think is the coolest gambling and investment site in the world. I've left the link to my symbol website in the description below. I suggest you go check it out and show the world your sports know-how and your savvy of an investor you really are. Go check out Symbol by using the link I've left in the description. Make sure that you use that promo code DPN and make a 90-day risk-free deposit for up to $500. So listen, again, I want to apologize for last night. I took a formula that was working and I decided to change it. Uh, I don't even know why. I have no good answers besides I'm an idiot and I'm embarrassed. So I'm sorry to everybody who downloaded that podcast. I'm sorry to everybody on Patreon that pays for my content. You all deserve better, like so much better. And I'm going to do my best to make it better tonight. Um, And since this episode is up on YouTube, I'll give a quick reminder that you can download the last call podcast Monday through Friday at 10 PM Eastern standard time. You can watch the live recording of the podcast daily at 7 PM Eastern time over on Patreon. I've left the link in the description. The video version of the podcast is recorded there and then available to watch. And when you subscribe to Patreon, you get four exclusive videos a week plus a hangout every second Friday where you're invited to join me on the screen and talk football or just really whatever you want to talk about. I've left the link in the description. Come join me on Patreon. And without getting going, we are going to be talking about, we are going to get into the NFL Blitz. So Ian Rappaport is reporting that the Saints are trading for old friend and current Texan running back Mark Ingram. He says it's per him and Tom Pelissero. He feels a big need landing in New Orleans to do so. Pro Football Talk says that Preston Smith and Kevin King are listed as questionable for the Green Bay Packers on Thursday night around the NFL is reporting that the Cardinals defensive end J.J. Watt is out for Sunday's game, or Thursday's game against the Packers, while wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins is questionable for Thursday night football versus the Packers. SportsCenter says that Rams owner Stan Kronicki has angered NFL owners by possibly backing away from a promise to cover the tens of millions of dollars in legal expenses to his team's 2016 departure of St. Louis, sources have told. Mike Reese says a welcome sight for the Patriots as tight end Johnny Smith shoulder is here for the start of full pads practice as is safety Devin McCourty, who has an abdomen. Adam Schefter says that Jets head coach Robert Sala announced that quarterback Mike White will start Sunday against the Bengals, not Joe Flacco. Mark Daniels says the Patriots signed cornerback Devonte Bobsby to the practice squad per source. Adam Schefter is reporting that Raiders owner Mark Davis told reporters today that he would like the NFL to provide a written report of the findings on the investigation of the culture of the Washington football team. While Ian Rappaport is reporting that the Texans quarterback Tyrod Taylor has officially returned to practice, opening the 21-day window. He is on the IR with a hamstring. Marcel Louis Jacques says that Tua was asked about feeling wanted with the Dolphins. He simply just said, "quote I don't feel un- I don't feel not wanted." Ian Rapoport is also reporting that the Buccaneers tight end Rob Gronkowski, linebacker Levante David, and cornerback Sherman Richard Sherman were all spotted in pads by local reporters during practice. That's a good sign. Ryan Hannibal says that Bill Belichick referred to Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Jared Cooks as the Big Four. Chris Mason said that Bill Belichick just opened up his press conference with an almost six-minute monologue on his respect for the Chargers, lauded them offensively, defensively, and on special teams. That is definitely real Bill praise. Full Pro Football Talk is saying that Jets have designated Gerard Davis to return from injured reserve. Ian Rappaport says the Bears Pro Bowl pass rusher Khalil Mack is not expected to play this week per Mike Garofalo and himself as the team allows his ailing foot to rest, giving him three weeks while on the injured reserve to heal And rehab is being discussed, a significant blow to the Chicago defense. The Tennessee Titans are saying that the the Titans have moved linebacker and Brown, outside linebacker Derek Robertson, plus offensive lineman Aaron Brewer to the teams designated for return from injured reserve list. Todd Archer says that Mike McCarthy said that Dak Prescott's calf has improved every day and he will go through individual drills before the medical staff assesses where he is headed into team drills. McCarthy said that Cooper Rush will get snaps with the number one offense, which happens in a normal week. NFL Media says viewership numbers for NFL games through Week 7 of the 2021 season are 16.5 million average viewers per game, up to 10% versus 2020. NFL games are the top 39 shows on TV to start the 2021 season. Brooke Pryor says that the Steelers have officially activated running back Anthony McFarland off the IR, something Mike Tomlin said would happen when he talked yesterday. Defensive tackle Carl Davis put on the IR filling up up the spot. Steelers have also signed defensive tackle Chris Slayton to the practice squad and released running back Jalen Samuels. NFL Football Operations tweeted out that every week at NFL officials prepare for games by scouting team matchups for play calling patterns in order to better anticipate their responsibilities during the game. And then Josina Anderson said, While the Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson has only waived his no trade clause thus far for the Dolphins, which is true. First reported by Ian Rappaport, I'm also told Miami's offer still does not meet the threshold to get a deal done. The price will not bend for Miami or any other team. The story that caught my attention the most here was that NFL officials watched game film. I mean, I don't know why I didn't think about it, but that leaves me with even more questions, right? Take the Patriots' Matthew Judon. He's a guy that I feel he gets held on every single play, even last week when the Patriots faced the Jets. New England was called on pass interference, but if you watch the play, Matt Judon was obviously held on his way to the quarterback, and I tweeted something to that effect. I basically said, that should have been offsetting penalties, something like that. So my question to the officials are, if you watch the film before every game, why is nobody calling holding penalties when Judon is on his way to the quarterback? It makes absolutely zero sense to me. Why watch film if you're going to miss that call and miss that call and miss that call again? And it was like, I could do an entire episode on how bad NFL officials have been this season. So let's just move on. And we're going to take a look here in just a second at some of the other stories. But. Watching live on Patreon now is my boy, Mike, who said traded. Oh, Mac should be traded. Khalil Mac. I was trying to like, I was trying to figure out what the hell he was talking about. I was like, who, all I saw was traded, but he's saying uh, Mac should be traded. So that makes sense. Mike, thank you for tuning in live, man. I appreciate you. Listen, if anybody's watching this on YouTube, if you want to watch this live, participate in the chat, be a part of the conversation on this podcast, well, you got to join the Patreon club as I already talked about. And uh, yeah, well, deal with it. All right, let's get into a couple of these stories that are that are coming around and, and hanging out and happening right now. So let's take a look at what's happening with the New England Patriots because it looks like they may have escaped some serious injuries. There's some more conversation about Nikhil Harry and Bill Belichick can coach offense too. Are you kidding? Let's talk about it. Karen Garegian of the Boston Herald writes that the Patriots appear to have dodged a bullet with at least one member of their secondary. Safety, Devin McCourty, left the game during Sunday's win over the Met over the Jets, but according to a source, the abdomen injury he suffered is, quote, not expected to be a long term issue at all. McCourty's status for the game against the Chargers out in LA is uncertain at this point. The 34 year old safety has missed just five games over his twelve NFL seasons. Now, Nick O'Malley of Mass Live wrote that that doesn't mean that Bill Belichick can't coach offense, too. That point was stressed by Belichick's counterpart this upcoming weekend. Los Angeles Chargers first year head coach Brandon Staley said, quote, He's an abs- outstanding offensive coach, Staley said. I think that's something he doesn't get enough credit for. He's an outstanding offensive coach, defensive coach, the special teams coach. That's why they've played the way they've played up there uh, for so long, because he's a complete coach. That's something I'm trying to be. If I had to say my biggest takeaway from him for me is that he's a complete coach. And then Henry McKenna, the Patriots Wire, wrote that in the New England Patriots win over the New York Jets, Nikhil Harry made the type of exceptional play that he's made throughout his career right though the all too sparingly in the NFL. Harry, a 2019 first round pick went up to snatch a poorly thrown ball over to cornerback Javelin over cornerback ja- Javelin Gurdy. The question is whether he'll actually help the Patriots in 2021 or whether he'll land with a new team before the trade deadline on November 2nd. The Patriots will probably want to get his contract off the books with Harry set to earn 1.4 million in 2021 and 1.87 million in 2022. That said, he plays a fairly important role as the team's fourth receiver. They don't have a reliable option past Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, and Kendrick or and Jacoby Myers. <laughs> I mean it's I are we gonna argue and say that Nikhil Harry is a reliable source? I mean that's anyways, anyways. Uh, there have been a lot of questions surrounding Deshaun Watson's legal situation. And some people have wondered why the NFL hasn't taken any action and, Though it wasn't a great answer, we got a little bit of answer last night when Commissioner Roger Goodell faced the media, saying, Daniel Valente of The Score wrote, NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell told reporters Tuesday that the league is lacking the necessary information to decide whether Deshaun Watson should go on the commissioner's exempt list. Quote, we pride ourselves in not interfering in that, being as cooperative as we can just to make sure that we get all the facts, Goodell said. The expectation is that Watson, who's been made a healthy scratch throughout all seven weeks of the 2021 campaign, will be able to play as the civil cases and investigation by police in the NFL go on, barring new evidence of a criminal charge. Now, Tyler Sullivan of CBS Sports wrote that, according to John McLean of the Houston Chronicle, the compensation in a potential Watson trade between the Dolphins and the Texans have been agreed upon. Miami owner Stephen Ross has even approve the trade but the sticking point is that he wants watson's legal issues resolved before it's executed the only realistic way for that to occur prior to the november 2nd trade deadline would be if watson settled his 22 civil lawsuits as McLean reports however watson does not want to settle because he believes that that would be an admission of guilt And then Joseph Zucker of the Bleacher Report also wrote that, per McLean, the Dolphins are willing to send at least three first-round picks to the Texans in return for Watson. That would be a lot to give up for a player who may not contribute this season and may also miss part of 2022. As the deadline draws closer, perhaps Miami or another team takes the chance. Based on McClain's report, though, it looks far more likely that Watson won't be leaving Houston within the next week, which means he might not see a snap in 2021. Jack Brown also wrote that it appears that the Carolina Panthers are no longer in the running for Deshaun Watson after all. The Panthers are not expected to pursue the trade with the Houston Texans quarterback, who was only waived his no trade clause move to the Miami Dolphins, a source told Ian Rappaport of NFL Network. I'm really at a point where I just like, I'm just done with the Deshaun Watson situation. I don't know about all y'all. But it's just a point, like, I I don't want to hear about it anymore. Play football, don't play football, trade for him, don't trade for him. It's, what's the point? You know what I mean? Like, it's, I think if you actually tried to get him on the field, that could speed up the exemption list and you kind of know what you're dealing with. It kind of reminds me of the Antonio Brown thing, right? Nobody knew how long he was going to be suspended for. Did anybody want to take a chance on him? I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird one. It's a weird one. So the Green Bay Packers and the Arizona Cardinals will face off for Thursday Night Football. The Packers are 6-1 and one and haven't lost since their disappointing Week 1 loss to the New Orleans Saints. And the Arizona Cardinals are the only undefeated team in the NFL. And though this should be one of the biggest games of the season, the Packers will be in tough, missing a bulk of all pro players. Now, the Associated Press wrote that Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers struggles to explain why the team's uncanny level of success in games Devontae Adams has missed. Adams sat out six games in 2019 because of injury. The Packers won all of them. Quote, we're not a better team without them. That's for sure, Roger said. I'd have to look at each of those games, but we just found a way to win those games. None of the other games that the Packers won without Adams are quite as challenging as this one. The Packers six and one have a short week to prepare for a road test against the NFL's lone unbeaten team. Because he went on the reserve-slash-COVID-19 list Monday, Adams could only play Thursday if he tests negative for the virus on consecutive days. The same goes for defensive coordinator Joe Barry, who tested positive this week. Now, Jess Roots of the Cardswire wrote that the Arizona Cardinals held practice on Tuesday after only having a walk-through Monday. They released their injury report this week, and leading up to their... Week eight showdown Thursday night against the Green Bay Packers. For the second day in a row, some big game names were not at practice. Players that did not practice were center Max Garcia with an Achilles, wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins with a hamstring, defensive tackle Rashad Lawrence with a calf, and defensive end JJ Watt with a shoulder. And as we do know now, JJ Watt will be absent for Sunday night, Thursday night's game against the Packers. <coughs> Excuse me. And then Jess Roots from the Cardswire also wrote that the Arizona Cardinals will have back two of their defensive players when they take on the Green Bay Packers on Thursday night. After missing two games on the COVID list, outside linebacker Chandler Jones and defensive end Zach Allen were activated from the list and returned to the active roster. Jones might get to line up against a backup tackle as left tackle David Bactari has not yet been activated from injured reserve yet and is unlikely to have it happen this week with the short week. That's going to be a crazy game, and I'm going to talk a little bit about that in just a few minutes here. Uh, We're just going to get through the rest of the the news of the day, and then I want to get into that story because J.J. Watt missing the game, I don't know how impactful that is, but it's going to be tough for the Packers, man. I thought this could ruin what's probably going to be one of the best games of the year. There are a couple of different quarterbacks in the NFL that fans and even fans of the team can't agree on whether or not they're actual franchise quarterbacks. The first, I believe, is Kirk Cousins of the Minnesota Vikings, and the second is the New York Giants' 24-year-old quarterback, Daniel Jones. Now, Paul Schwartz of the New York Post wrote, quote, Every NFL outpost either has won or is searching for their franchise quarterback, and yet there is no widespread consensus as to exactly what it takes to be one of these. It's safe to say that the Giants feel better about Jones now, seven games into what is destined to be another losing record than they did at the end of last season. It is safe to say that Jones, by virtue of his play on the field, his rock-solid demeanor and considerable athletic gifts, has earned the right to be the Giants' starting quarterback in 2022. Unless something goes haywire in the final 10 games, here is a simple question. When you make a list of top five Giants problems to fix, where does the starting quarterback sit? Is he on the list at all? One list of what ails the Giants most of all would be one offensive line, two offensive line, three pass rush, four current and future health of, of offensive playmakers, and five tight end. Now, Dan Benton of the Giants Wire wrote that the NFL trade wire deadline is now less than one week away and rumors are beginning to heat up. Among them is a report from ESPN's Jeremy Fowler stating that multiple teams are interested in acquiring New York Giants tight end Evan Engram. If the Giants do opt to sell at the deadline, Engram is an obvious choice to ship off. He's had an underwhelming career in New York, frequently comes up small in big spots, and struggles to stay on the field. Still in the right system and right environment, Engram could still thrive. He's talented, athletic, and a potential matchup nightmare, if used correctly, but will still need to overcome his own performance issues. And the Associated Press is writing that it's hard to predict where the New York Giants are headed after playing their best game of the season and beating the struggling Carolina Panthers 25-3. Bottom line, Coach Joe Judge and the Giants are 2-5. They are tied for second place with the Philadelphia and Washington football team in the NFC East, three and a half games behind Dallas 5-1. The Cowboys had the week off with 10 games left in the regular season, the Giants need a big run to have a shot at making the postseason for the first time since 2016. The Giants have the underperforming Chiefs at 3-4 and four at Kansas City on Monday night and then a home game against the Raiders 5-2 and two on November 7th before a bye week. Las Vegas has next weekend off and will be fresh going into a break with a three-game winning streak could rekindle some hope for the Giants, but that's probably wishful thinking. I don't think the New York Giants have gotten better since Eli has retired but I'm a believer I I don't know how many people know this but I'm a believer in Daniel Jones I've always been a believer in Daniel Jones I still think that the kid could be something special for the Giants I believe he takes a lot of unnecessary criticism I think he gets blamed for a lot of things that really aren't his fault however like I get it I get the frustration I get where where people are coming from but I don't know if you can turn around and say, like, Daniel Jones is the reason that the the Giants suck. So despite pulling off an improbable victory against the Denver Broncos last Thursday, the Cleveland Browns would love to get their two starting running backs and starting quarterback back. Luckily, the QB isn't ruling out his return for the Steelers game. Jack Brown of The Score wrote that Baker Mayfield isn't ruling out playing against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Cleveland Browns quarterback said Wednesday that it's, quote, absolutely possible he could return for Sunday's game after sitting out week 7 to rest his injured, non-throwing shoulder. Mayfield is dealing with a torn labrum and a fracture. The signal caller had played through a labrum injury since week two, but was forced to the sidelines after aggravating the ailment and sustaining a fracture in the October 17 loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Now, Jeff Risden of the Browns Wire wrote that running back Nick chubb calf and right tackle Jack Coughlin-Knee were both participants in Wednesday's practice session at Barra. Both Chubb and Coughlin spoke as they expect to play on Sunday in First Energy Stadium, too. Chubbs was asked prior to the practice if he thinks he's going to play against Pittsburgh. He said, quote, "I hope so. Well, we'll see how this week goes and this practice goes, and make the decision later on." Several Browns' regulars did not participate in practice, including wide receiver Jarvis Landry and defensive end Jadavian Clowney. Landry's knee injury that kept him out of the un- kept him is unrelated to the one that kept him on the IR for several weeks prior to Week Seven. And Jared Muller of the Browns Wire wrote that one constant on the negative side of the team's team's penalties. At the end of Week 7, the Browns have the fourth most penalties in the NFL. The Browns have been victims of some terrible penalties. The team has burned by a bogus pass interference penalty versus the Chargers that greatly impacted the game. Malik McDowell was penalized and fined for a call against Arizona that few believe is the right call. In the end, Cleveland will have to clean up their penalties, especially the pre-snap ones, in order to give themselves the best chance of overcoming all the other obstacles. If not, the undisciplined play could cause them a very important game in the near future. The Cleveland Browns just seem to Cleveland Browns themselves all the time, don't they? Like, at what point... Are things finally gonna start clicking for them? That's what I always want to wonder. But guys, I gotta tell you right now that last call with Ray Route is brought to you by Newsbreak. Over one billion users have downloaded the free Newsbreak app, getting access to all of their local news and content provided by Newsbreak. However, not only is Newsbreak a sponsor of dear of, of my channel, they are also my boss. I cover the NFL every single day in short videos, talking about the NFL, the New England Patriots, and football in general. So what are you waiting for? Download the Newsbreak app with the link that I've left in the description. It directly Supports my channel directly, supports the podcast. If you want transparency, I'll give you transparency every time someone downloads the Newsbreak app from the link, it directly puts money in my pocket. So, download the app, get unlimited free access to all of your local news and all of my content while also supporting the channel and the podcast. It's a win win for everybody. So, please take 30 seconds and download the Newsbreak app from the link that I've left in the description. And we're gonna start wrapping this up here in just a minute. It's funny, I almost called the Deer Patch Nation there. I don't know who heard that. Mikey, you're live. Did you hear that? Still trying to get used to it. Especially like since I had Connor on this week. But uh let's go through this here. All right, I got like four I got a couple of things I want to talk about. Let's answer some some questions and uh and then we'll wrap this thing up, right? So who wins the game Thursday? Packers versus the Cardinals? Man, I'm telling you, this game is a game I would have been so psyched for. I've been a a Kyler Murray believer forever. I still believe that Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. This should have really been a showcase, but with Devontae Adams out, they've got like four All Pro players out plus like three others. They've been ravaged by COVID. They've been ravaged by the injury report. Uh, this just seems like a game that this just seems like a game that I think. It's going to be the Cardinals. They're going to remain undefeated. They're going to improve to 8-0. Uh, it's too bad, though, because I think it could have been a phenomenal game. However, as long as Aaron Rodgers is on the field, Aaron Rodgers is always going to give you the opportunity to win. And we've seen, we've seen Rodgers do it in the past. So it's still going to be an intriguing game to watch on Thursday night. I hope that everybody tunes in and watches it because it's going to be really, really interesting to watch. Uh, how important is Jonu Smith? being healthy for the Patriots two weeks ago, I would have told you not healthy at all or not, not important at all. It it wouldn't have been that important. However, when you saw the way they used them last week, something I was reading today is like the Patriots are now, trying to get him open it's not like hey run routes and get yourself open it's like hey we're gonna get you the ball we're gonna make you a playmaker we need to get you involved in the offense Josh McDaniels admitted that he was a problem with Johnny Smith not getting involved in the offense what we saw in the first quarter of that Jets game is how impactful he can be for the Patriots this season, and I think that it's going to be important for them to stay healthy. It's going to be important for Josh McDaniels to keep things going. Like the Patriots are in tough against the Chargers on Sunday. I don't. I'm a Patriots fan. I don't expect the Patriots to win that game. However, if they have a chance, obviously we know what they have to. They know we know what they have to do defensively, and it's going to be rough. But what they have to do offensively is they need to absolutely, positively move the ball, and almost match the Chargers point by point. The way they scored against the the Jets, six straight red zones, all that thing, I think they scored on like every possession, but two. They need to do that if they have any chance of beating the Chargers. Will the Dolphins actually pull off the Deshaun Watson trade? <laughs> like I said, I'm so done with the whole Deshaun Watson nonsense, uh, but I gotta say this. it's There's so much there telling us that it's gonna happen. There's so much there telling us that it should happen that I don't see why it's not going to happen. I think that, I I don't know. To me, I think that it will before the trade deadline. I feel bad for Tua. Obviously, Miami is so all in on trying to go with this quarterback. Brian Flores, I think, is trying to save his job. The GM's trying to save his job. I mean, and these are good first-round picks. I mean, the Dolphins right now are set up to pick really high. And Deshaun Watson doesn't fix the Miami Dolphins this season. Don't kid yourself. And any Dolphins fan who thinks Deshaun Watson coming in is going to fix your season, you got more problems than the quarterback. So I think that if they're serious, if the reports that are out there are serious that they're not going to make a move until the Watson figures out his legal troubles, then I don't see a scenario where that trade is made here. It probably happens in the offseason. And the last one is, how hard will Khalil Mack's absence be for the Bears? I mean, Khalil Mack being injured is probably the most Bears thing to happen. <laughs> the Bears defense got bullied last week. The Bears offense got bullied last week. Chicago, I don't know if Nagy's a good coach. He probably thinks he's on his way out. He probably should be on his way out. Max obviously is one of the best defenders in the league. I mean, it's probably him and Aaron Donald, you know, he probably put a couple of other players in there, but those are the two greatest, you know, Khalil Max, one of the best players in the league. Of course, it's going to be huge. That's a huge loss to a defense that should be way better than it is. And at this point, I mean, if you're Chicago at this point, like, don't you just give up? Like, isn't this the point now? Aren't we just at the point now that you just give up and say, screw it. The hell with it. I'm done with it. I don't know. Um, I don't know. That's it, though. Guys, so look, I think I did a better job tonight. Thanks for tuning in to The Last Call with Ray Rout. I will be back tomorrow discussing more NFL news, but now it's time for me to go record some Patreon-exclusive content. That's right. So if you want to see the exclusive content, click the description below and come join the shenanigans over on the Patreon page. I appreciate you all, and don't forget, you're all legit, kid.